Welcome back to the ninth episode of If Water Coolers Could Talk. I'm Jesse, and I found some media things I can <laughs> insert into the show. And that's Danielle. Hello. Are you, are you okay, Jesse? No, I, I don't know. I'm going to have to download more fun things, but there's a few more that I might just have to play with as we go along. <sighs> Sorry about that. Anyway, okay. And it's All not right. just surprise, surprise this time. But, uh, uh, but that's that's never going to go away. It's never no. going to go away. I don't know what some of these are. What's it? Well, hold on. Let me just see this one. <laughs> you know, Whoa. it's, yeah, it's not coming through. I can't oh, hear okay. it. Well, let's see if it ends up on the recording, because if it doesn't... You're just going to sound completely mental. Not that okay. we don't anyway, but it's going to be even worse. Okay, great. Well, we'll find out. <laughs> we will find out. If that didn't go through, I don't know what... I don't think there's enough editing in the world to fix what that just happened, so... I don't know. I have faith in you. I think you could edit it out. <sighs> It'll wipe out half of the show. Anyway. <clears throat> yeah. It's episode so, nine, and it's great. <laughs> it's it's always great. Yes, we're gonna so, get back to it. Definitely. So, how was your week, Jesse? Um, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Carlos went back to work, so that is always kind of meh, not great. But yeah. Christian's back, so you know it's back to being crazy busy. The whole week wasn't as busy, but. I don't know. There was enough, you know, mom visited. So we got to see her a little bit and, and overall just, I don't know, just work and then work and a bit more work, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I know exactly how that feels. So I bet I'm you a little do. jealous about getting to see your mom though. Haven't seen her in way <laughs> yeah. too long. Probably my wedding so. was the last time you saw her. It was. And I don't really count that because I was so sick that I stayed far, yeah. far away from as many people as I could. Yeah. So, and, which turned out which, to be a really good thing. <laughs> absolutely, it did. I was very, very grateful that nobody else got sick, especially when I found we got home and tested. And I'm like, oh, that's bad. Yeah, not good. So, but no. you know, I didn't hear of anybody getting sick after the wedding. So, it, you know it turned out okay. I I reached out to everybody that I was even remotely close to. Yeah. And I'm like, so did you catch my cold? And mm -hmm. everybody's like, no, no, we were fine. We're fine. And I'm like, oh, thank you, God, because that mm -hmm. was bad. That yeah, you guys came home and just died bad. for over a week. Yeah, it was, it was rough. You're like, thanks for inviting us to your wedding. <laughs> well... <laughs> kind of but no we got sick because you'll remember we i wasn't feeling great when we flew to calgary like it, i started feeling it a little bit the day before we were supposed to go but i'm like oh great now's now's not the time to catch a cold because it really did just feel like a cold yeah so we flew out anyway and i woke up the morning of your wedding and that is when it hit so there's no chance it was from any of you guys. Like I woke up and I felt like I got hit by a truck. It was brutal. So. Yeah, not good. 
No, it was terrible. But thankfully, I didn't spread it to anybody. So that's a very long way of saying it. I unfortunately didn't get to see your mom or <laughs> your dad or really anybody yeah. much at the wedding. Even when they went out, because I know a bunch of people went out to a restaurant for supper afterward. And yeah, I family. excused myself. Yeah, I was like, no, you guys, I'm sorry, but I'm going to go away because I don't want to spread this to anybody else. We originally wanted so. to do that, like like with Carlos and I coming too, and just yeah. have a big family thing afterwards. And then eventually we're like, you know what? We're going to be pretty tired. And then we were driving yeah. to Waterton that night, and we're like, okay, it's just not going to work. So no. we we did stop at the Tim Hortons that we met at, and people were like, you know, it, it is kind of funny <laughs> to walk into a place in your full wedding dress and tux. And, you know, we got a picture and then we had to get gas, I think, in Claire's home. So he's like, no, you got to come in. I'm like, okay, now I'm getting self-conscious now. But no, we're now in the <laughs> 7-Eleven gas station, I think, in Claire's home. And people just staring. <laughs> Some little girl's like, oh, it's a princess dress. I'm like, for a day? Yes, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it's good, though. No, I, I have friends. Uh, actually, you know, Dave's friend Trent, he and his mm -hmm. wife Trish made a point of going because they, they loved Slurpees. Trish is like a fiend for Slurpees. And she insisted on stopping at Max to get Slurpees in her wedding dress because she wanted it to be a big photo shoot thing. And then they got there and the photographer didn't even get out of the limo. Nobody thought to take a picture. And she was so excited for the Slurpee that she completely didn't notice that nobody was taking pictures. Oh. I know. So it was kind of sad. Like that's, I mean, I wasn't there, obviously. I think one person had a cell phone. So one person was able to just snap something really quick. Yeah. But I'm like, that's, that's kind of devastating right there. It's a little too bad. Yeah. So long story short, you're not the only one. I can't tell you how many times when I worked at McDonald's, somebody would come through the drive through in full on formal attire, sometimes wedding dresses, most often it's just wedding parties, though. Well, they get hungry in between yeah. all that stuff. You know, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> it's a long, busy day. So starting to rethink the whole helping my sister with her wedding in March. Just kidding. Mm. I would never no. not help her. <laughs> Yes, I'm she so would come here and get you though. if uh, you tried. So, no. Hey, <laughs> None of that. If that's <laughs> all it would take to get my sister to visit me, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, I would love no. to have my sister come visit oh, me, but I would you're, never. You're going to have a phone call later. <laughs> Probably. <sure>. Probably. <laughs> like, so, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love you, and I'm very excited for your wedding. I actually got my hair done, finally. Did you? Yes. Where did you find them? Because I know this has been a struggle for a long time. Oh, it, it's been a year in the making, but I found a lady. She has a shop on her property. She lives just outside of the city. Um, it's basically like a, a little trailer, kind of, but it's all okay. done up really nice. It's plumbed. Like, it's it's a really nice little salon. Nice. And so, yeah, so I got an appointment and she's like, so what are you looking for? And I'm like, I'm looking to not match this dress because when I first put the dress on, my hair matched the dress. Oh. I'm like, I can't, I can't just be all the same color. 
So she darkened it slightly and then I'm going back for highlights and stuff so that I'm not going to just match the dress and hopefully it'll look Did you get a cut or anything? Yeah, I got it cut a little bit. So it's good. I liked it. The first time I washed it, it did that little spiral ringlet curls thing again. So I was pretty excited that my curl came back. She got it short enough. I was going to say, like, your bouncing curls will return. They are back. She cut off the dead end and enough of the weight that, like, my hair is still long, but uh, mm-hmm. it curls really nice again. So I'm very excited. Very excited. I mean, nobody's going to see it because it's usually in a ponytail, but maybe. <laughs> maybe. Well, I wore it down one day, one day, and one person noticed, and that was it. Even the people that I told I was getting it done <laughs> noticed. I'm like, jerk. And then, so I was teasing him about not noticing, and another guy walks into the office and he stops. He looks at me and he's like, "Is your hair? Did you do something different to your hair?" And I turn around and I'm like, "See, jerk." (laughs) It was so funny. The poor guy. He's like, "Fine, I'll notice next time." I'm like, "I don't think you will." You know, last year after the wedding, my hair was had gotten massively long. And Mm -hmm. I was just kind of waiting. So a month or two after I got it cut, like six, seven inches cut. It was what round my shoulders, a little below my shoulders, I think. And, you know, Carlos is usually quite good at noticing and saying something. I picked him up from the airport and he didn't notice. And I'd hit it in our like video chats the whole time. And he didn't notice. (laughs) And we're driving and I'm like... Did you not notice that half my hair's gone? He's like, oh, I mean, I know, I think I knew something's different. He was really tired. So I yeah. gave him a pass, but I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> and say, speaking as the person who used to do the fly in, fly out job, when you finally mm-hmm. land back home after a rotation, you could show up in a chicken suit and I probably wouldn't notice. Well, that's not true because I was usually pretty hungry by the time I got home. Because my flight didn't land until 10 o'clock at night, and my lunch was sometime around 12 in the afternoon. So by the time I got to Calgary, if you showed up in a chicken costume, you might have been in some serious trouble. Well, most likely. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't have noticed much else. So I feel for the poor guy. But yeah, that was a drastic change. I remember that. I noticed that change. I just forget to mention things like when you got bangs again recently and I noticed them and I'm like, oh, she's so cute. And then I didn't say a word because I'm a horrible friend. Oh, you don't have to say anything about it. (laughs) I was just bored with my hair. (laughs) So I'm like, oh, bangs. And now I'm not ready for the stupid grow out. So I just keep trimming them. (laughs) Yeah. Sucks. The grow out is the worst. Although I can't do bangs at all, so you're lucky because I have that one spot in the middle of my forehead. It's like that alfalfa cowlick. It just sticks straight (laughs) up, so I can't do bangs at all. So count yourself lucky. Now I just want to see that, but anyway. Uh, It's never going to happen. I learned that lesson in high school, not long before picture day, naturally, so that will never happen again. (laughs) Do you have the picture? Of course not. (laughs) Um, does your sister have the picture she could send to the uh, email? (laughs) Unfortunately, to my knowledge, there are three pictures of me from high school and I'm in possession of all three and none Mm. of them have that. 
Fine. Okay. So, I know. But anyhow, moving so, on from awkward pictures. Well, we do have something we were going to tell everybody about. And we're, we kind of want to do a little contest. See if, you know, see for everybody writing in stories, we'd love it if you'd write them in. And then we can throw them in a, a hat, so to speak. Pick one, and then that winner can come on the podcast and read it themselves. And, you know, there might be a little mm-hmm. gift certificate, a little prize that could be involved. Um, I think we were hoping to do it for the next episode because that's, you know, the big one. Oh, it's number 10. But, you know, we can give people time if they want to write in and then we can collect a few and then, you know, then we'll pick one. And then if you want to be on, we would be happy to have you on if you want to be part of the ramp. Absolutely. You know. It's fun. Yes. So if so, you don't want to come on and read your own story, it is definitely not an obligation. I know I have a lot of very shy friends. Yeah. Feel free to write in any way. We will still happily send you the gift card if you're yes, you'll still get the gift. <laughs> yes. And yeah. we'll read it for you, but if you want both, then you get both. So Absolutely. Okay, we better start. Um you've got the first story, yeah? I do. This okay. one, I got it off of a message board because uh, I actually laughed out loud reading it. It's the exact sort of mean thing that I would do. Um, yeah, so it says, my partner worked for a big industrial roofing company and he manages the contracts. They had a quality inspector there that was uh, just a real stickler. and He was on his last big job picking fault with every little thing like we've all had that manager mm-hmm. micromanaging right so cue time to get revenge they had a nice chat over a beer and her partner tells him a little antidote she said years ago when i worked on the tools i had a perfect way to cover up untidy work we would take a bottle of white out and stipple it onto the dodgy bits it looked like bird crap so we never got caught All the while, he knows what's going to happen. So sure enough, the next day, the inspector was inspecting every inch of the building in the bitter cold, cleaning off all of the bird crap with like a a trowel, looking (laughs) very pleased with himself, while my partner sat in the office laughing at him in the nice warm office. (laughs) That's awesome. Right? That's karma. That's what's going to happen. Uh, right? If you're going to be a jerk, we're going to find ways to get back at you. And I love that idea. So mm-hmm. first chance one. I get, uh, somebody's somebody's going to be scraping up bird crap looking for faulty work. Ew. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, you had to pull in some kind of poop at some point today. So, yes. you know, we'll see if that's it. I <laughs> can't guarantee that, but. Something you know. tells me no. But that's you never okay. know. Well, we'll see. I've got this one I have coming up here. It's not about bird crap or any crap. Um, we had a listener sent in under Lawrence, and it starts back in the early 1970s. I was selling cars at a large auto dealership. It's since been closed in Vancouver. They had recently hired a young guy. We will call him Jack who had never sold cars before, but was very excited and enthusiastic. One frosty morning, 
he asked the sales manager if he should start the used cars, of which we had about 30, so that they would start up right away for potential buyers. As it was a Monday after a cold weekend, the sales manager said yes and showed him where the used car keys were. Jack happily went off and started them all. About an hour later, the sales manager looked out onto the lot, only to realize that the used cars were still idling, although some had stopped. He called Jack and yelled at him for wasting gas and told him to get out there and switch them off. Well, Jack then asked him for the spare keys, explaining that he'd locked all the cars after starting them so no one could steal them. Well, the sales manager yelled at him that these were trade-ins and most of them had no spares. (laughs) (laughs) So the sales crew spent all morning with coat hangers opening almost 30 cars, because back then that would work, plus putting gas from cans into the ones that had run dry. So Jack's sales career ground to a halt soon after, following a couple more incidents like that. Ooh. Ouch. Oh. Yeah. That's... Oh, that's not man. good. You know, that's... No. It, good foresight to, to lock the cars, but maybe, you know, make sure there's a spare first. Yeah. I mean, perhaps the, the boss could have told him, but that wouldn't be first thing on my mind. And I'm just picturing all these guys well, out no, there, because- and it sounds like it's freaking cold, and they're all trying to open up all these cars, yeah. freezing probably all of them are hating on Jack. <laughs> oh, Poor definitely. Jack. I would have been. Jack would have been buying everybody coffee for a month. Like, that's, <laughs> uh, that's over the top. So, no, I mean, you would assume, like, I've worked in car dealerships, and I always assume that a used car has one key. Mm-hmm. So anybody in the industry, like you just, it's something that you just assume. So I can yeah. see the manager not saying that, but I mean the kid, like, why would you, why would you intentionally lock a key in a running vehicle unless you had a spare in your hand? No, I shouldn't have done kid. that. Oh, well, no, you know, maybe, well, maybe by the end of this, learn. they probably said, Hit the road, Jack. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Okay. All right. So I have another story. (laughs) I have another story. So all of mine came from message boards again this week because I had some spare time and I was cracking myself up. And we want more stories from you guys. Yes. Sorry. Definitely. Your stories will be better. So this one, though, uh, it kind of struck a chord. I think most of us are going to get this one. A similar, a similar thing has happened at work with us with just the first part of this story. Um, and, I'll, and I'll tell you when I get there. So okay. it says, it's often unsettling to discover that the people doing certain jobs are just as human as the rest of us and sometimes not as smart as you would like them to be. Mm -mm. I was working in a hospital, and uh, he was working on patient transport. He saw a bunch of trainee doctors with one qualified standing around a photocopier, and they're poking at it and getting pretty frustrated. So he parks his patient, doubles back to see if he can help out, and they ask, 
well, do you know how to make this work? So I walked over and I flipped the button on the side to the on setting and it beeps and lights right up. And that's the part that rang true with me because I can't tell you how many times somebody has been frustrated with a broken thing around the office and I've just turned it on. (laughs) So yeah, so he flips the on switch and the thing turns on and so they ask him, how did you fix it? So he points at the power button. So they assume, well, well, you've used this before. He's like, well, no. Well, then how did you know how to make it work? So then I tried to explain the point of a power button to them. I then had to proceed to make them coffee because they couldn't figure that one out either. Oh, my gosh. So Right? So, okay. Doesn't make them stupid, but whatever. So he's moving right along. So that's the part of the story that I really loved. The rest of the story is a little scary. So he says later he's mopping the floor. And there's three staff members just standing around chatting when a patient blunders past, looking a bit skittish. He says, I know he's meant to be in a bed cuffed to it. And I know this because there's a handcuff attached to one arm. He's holding the other one up, a tube attached to a needle taped to his arm, just dripping blood all over my nice clean floor. He's got his uh, butt hanging right out of the back of that hospital gown because nobody (laughs) tied it up for him. Right? He looks strung out and banged up. He's like, I'd rather not see this at all, given the view, but there he is. So he stops to talk to the three staff guys who are just chatting. He stops and asks where the cabs are. So they point at the exit, and then they give him a wave as he gets to the door and points at it. He's not wearing so any lean pants? The no. And, and they he's about to leave? Off. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> right? No, it's good. So this guy, he says, I leaned around the corner and spotted a doctor and I waved. They kind of ignored me. So I flagged down another. I'm like, hey, there's a patient escaping. The doctor says, not mine and buggers off. Oh, no. All right. Shrugging it off. I'm mopping up the mess when a doc comes out and asks if I've seen patient in a hospital gown go past. Yep. I say, and they scurry back in. The next thing I know, there's a pair of edgy looking cops. Hands on guns, tasers, radios, whatever. Have you seen a patient in a hospital gown go past? And which way? So I said yes. I said, you saw the guy cuffed on a wrist, needle in an arm with a tube, dripping blood all over my floor. Mm-mm. Before I can finish, they say, which way can he go? So I look at them, I'm like dripping blood all over my floor. And they just kind of look at me. So I look down and point. They look down <laughs> at the blood. Yes. Clues in, off they run. (laughs) I was waiting. (laughs) Right? So off they run. The other three idiots that just help with the escape, watch them run by, shrug, and just keep talking. Unfortunately, they did not catch him. The guy managed to get in a cab and left. Now, my question is, how did the guy intend to pay for the cab? Mm. And what cabbie is going to let this guy in a hospital gown, streaming blood out of his arm with a handcuff on his other arm. Oh, my gosh. Just climb yeah. on in. I'll take you anywhere you want to go. Oh. Right? That's so, yeah. a disaster. That's absolutely. So it's a little frightening. Next time you're in the doctor's office or go to a hospital, just stop and wonder how many of these doctors know how to turn on a coffee machine. There is that. 
There is right. that. <clears throat> yeah, you've, I've seen stuff like that. Yeah. And when you're thinking in a hospital, it's kind of nerve wracking to think yeah. that because you do start to think some of these people are like superhuman in a sense. You know, they know what they're oh. doing. They can do all this stuff, yeah. but nobody's perfect, I guess. You know, some people can be super no. book smart, but have no street smarts, you know, that kind of thing, too. Absolutely. And I would never imply that hospital staff is stupid. Um, no, like I've not. seen, I'm like, unfortunately, I've had family in ICU and friends in ICU mm -hmm. and to watch those nurses. It's yeah. insane. Like I walked in um, to a friend of mine who was very, very sick, medically sedated, and two walls of his room was just machines and tubes. And this one nurse is in there just, it was insane. It looked, it looked kind of like you, like a, the cab of an airplane, basically. So many switches, knobs, and dials. And yeah, she, no problem going through it, just going nuts with it. But wow. like, you know, they're intelligent, but then when it comes to the easy stuff, it's just like the on switch right here. See, look, now it's turned on. Sorry. I'm pretty sure most nurses are pretty, pretty smart. It's not the nurses, nurses I'm worried are about. Super <laughs> right? <laughs> Nurse, you know, and I've, most of my doctors have been very intelligent people, mm -hmm. but there's always, it's like they're thinking so far ahead that they can't see what's right in front of them, if that makes sense. Yeah, and a lot so of them are super busy too. Oh, way too busy. We need more doctors. Anybody who's uh, smart enough to be a doctor and can handle blood, please, please, we need you. Take one for the team. Go Come get to Alberta. Not BC, Alberta. No, no, no. Come to BC. <laughs> we need you in BC more. I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't know. It's actually becoming a crisis everywhere. It's getting yeah. frightening. So, yes. but anyhow, that's that's enough. Nurses, doctors, superheroes, EMS also, fire mm -hmm. you guys, amazing people. Yeah, they are. We have a lot of respect so, for the, everybody in those fields. There's a lot of stress. A lot right? of stress. And yet, this woman had. <clears throat> A room full of patients, back to that eat that IC nurse I was telling you about. She yeah. had a room full of patients and all of these people, and you know, the slightest misstep, the slightest, if she's like two minutes late walking into that room to change something, these people are just going to, they can die. Like the slightest little error on her yeah, part and somebody's life is done. And mm -hmm. yet, she noticed every time we tried to steal her pen. Like, <laughs> well, she she's was sharp, just there, right? <laughs> It's just, they're amazing people. Amazing people. Yeah, they are. Okay. All right. Well, I have one and it's not in a hospital. <laughs> yeah, we'll figure it out. Okay. Well, this one begins, and this is from an online message board. It says, I work in a daycare and I wake up early in the morning with a stomach bug that's been going around. I call the daycare as soon as they open to let them know I won't be able to come in. Me. Hi, I have a stomach bug, so I won't be able to come in today. The receptionist, sigh. This is highly inconvenient. We need you in. Oh. Yeah. <clears throat> Me. I understand, and I apologize for the short notice, but I'm very unwell, and I've been throwing up every hour since 2 a.m. The receptionist, doesn't matter. Either get a doctor's note or get to work. 
you know, uh-huh. and that's so not uncommon, which is sad. Mm. True. Um, I'll tell you what my first thought was when I read that. But anyway, and then me, I'm not driving anywhere. It would be unsafe to do so. Receptionist, ask someone to drive you. You're needed at work. So wow. I, took a, I took a long pause and I said, give me a second. I grab another device so I can start recording me. All right, I'm back. I just want to make sure we're both on the same page. I'm recording the rest of our conversation. So there's no confusion. Would you mind repeating that you're saying that I need to come into work and be around babies while puking my guts out with a probably highly contagious illness? Now the receptionist takes a long pause and they say, we'll figure something out. Stay home and feel better. <laughs> it's a short one, but I wow, like that's a smart move. And I, the very yeah. first thing when they said, I'm in a daycare and they woke up puking, and I'm like, if they try to get that person to go in around those babies and toddlers, that's not I, okay. No, no, no. I, if, if I had a child in a daycare and I showed up and there was somebody there that mm-hmm. was that sick, I would yeah. come unhinged. Well, Those children, they're... Well, they, you could endanger them a bit. You know, you never right? know which kids have, you know, lower mm-hmm. immune systems or whatnot. But but disgusting, too. Like, that poor person was probably enough energy just to make that phone call. And then to get, mm-hmm. you know, like, crap about it. Ugh, it's just right? stupid. And stuff like that happens way too often. Oh, I know. Wait. I've had the jobs where you have to bring in a doctor's note and I find it so frustrating because I'm all grown up and <laughs> it's not like they paid sick time. So the jobs that I worked at didn't pay sick time and they still wanted you to come back with a doctor's note. And I'm wow. like, well, no, I'm not going to spend my day off sitting in an urgent care waiting room, yeah. waiting to see a doctor to tell me you have a cold, go home, drink lots of fluid or whatever, and then have to pay because doctor's notes aren't free anymore. No, that's true. So I'm now out money to miss work. So I've lost money and then I'm paying extra money. Like, trust me to know that I I need the job because, you know, mortgage and car payment and whatever. So if I'm not well enough to work, I understand that I'm already taking a hit. So maybe just leave me alone. Let no us kidding. sleep. Let us police ourselves. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Right. Crazy. Yeah, that is. <clears throat> it was short, but effective. Very <laughs> effective. And yeah, that's, uh, oh, I'm so glad she didn't go in because I would have lost it. Mm-hmm, because then she would have needed all the nurses from the previous story because all the babies <laughs> would have been ill and it just would, everything would have connected in a horrible way. Right. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> right. And having a kid is hard enough. Like granted, I don't have children of my own, but I've been around a lot and taken care of a lot of kids and I've worked as nanny and mm-hmm. it's just having a kid is hard enough especially when they're young and they're sick. So they can't tell you what's wrong. Amen. You just have to figure out from the cry what they need from you. Yeah. It's and not- no, and to intentionally expose them to that. Oh, yeah. I'd have lost it. It would have been ugly. 
It would be bad enough if, say, Amber got sick. Like once or twice, she got rotavirus, and then oh. you're just waiting because you know Christian's going to get sick. Now she would come. You know, she's older than him, about yeah. two years. So I remember she would come into my room, and she always wake me up, right? Not her dad. Yeah. So you know, I get no, up. You want mommy? I take care of her, put her back to bed. And then I hear Christian cry and I'm like, oh, oh. and then I haul ass yeah. basically to his room because he didn't get up. He would cry and he'd puke all over his bed. So yeah. there was a few nights that I don't know, remember how many times we changed the bedding and put it in the wash. And I think he ended up sleeping on towels by the end of one of those nights. Well, it was yeah. disgusting. And Amber, the same, it was rough. Because I had grabbed her and I was running and then she threw up and it hit the tile in the bathroom. And I thought, oh, I'm going to slip. Sure enough, I slipped and <gasps> cracked my head on the tile. Oh. Um, and their dad did come running over there. I didn't, she didn't hit anything. You know, it's just that sort of super parent <laughs> thing where you manage to keep your kid out of it. Yeah. And uh, he's like, are you okay? I'm like, all I could say was, she's still puking. So <laughs> <laughs> And I literally rolled into the shower and started the shower. And then she joined me because it was just so gross. So oh, gross. Man. So that was a bad right? night. And then I still had to get up after that with this big lump on my head because Christian still kept going. And I just started working a new job and I had to go in. It was my second day or something. I could barely oh. move my neck up, but I went in. I kept my job. But. <laughs> But I it hope was they sent you home. No, they of didn't. course not. I didn't complain. Of course about not. It. I tried not to. So yeah, disaster. Yeah. Anyway. So that was gross. I mean, it's not a poop story. If we're talking about little kids, I got them. But we're not doing that right now. So. And I oh don't yes, we are. Don't think the kids really want me to go in any further with that for now. But, no, no. You know. I just meant my next story. Remember I told you that I found a story oh. that reminded me of you? Remind? Oh, well, and it made poop? me think of you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, God. So yeah. I actually, I actually oh, stopped. No. So the previous story, it was actually a two-for-one deal this guy mm -hmm. posted. Um, and I had to include the second story because... Uh, I just, I have to get your reaction. And yeah, I apologize in advance to everybody hearing this because uh, I do get a little queasy. Oh, Let's see no. how well I get through this. I haven't heard so, this, so here we go. No, Buckle you up, haven't. everybody. <laughs> Strap in, it's getting gross. <laughs> oh, no. If anybody's eating right now, pause. Pause now. Yeah. <laughs> Don't eat. Stop drinking. This is your warning. Oh, God. All okay. right, so the second half of his story says, this one happened while I was working at a major state hospital. There was a rule in the regs about who was responsible for what, and some of them were pretty petty. So as patient support, we were not allowed to deal with solids. That was the nurses. We were liquids, the mop and bucket brigade. And so Already I'm not okay. <laughs> right? So it gets kind of more petty depending on the circumstances. So one day I'm helping with the patient and a nurse comes in and badgers the other and says, I just gave the patient in three the suppository you were meant to give him. Oh, she no. says, all snarky. Well, I already did. The target one frowns. Oh, well, you should have written it up in the file. Oh, good. He says, I'm going to need the mop in a minute. 
And then nurse three comes in and has a go at nurse one. I just gave the patient three the suppository you were meant to give him, she says. Also snarky. I already did, the other two reply in stereo. Oh. Well, why didn't you guys write it up in the file? 30 seconds later, the RN comes charging in, looking a little bit pale. You busy? He asks me. Um, I'm holding a patient so the nurse can check the dressing and stuff. So I just kind of frowned at him. And we stare to the bathroom. It's coated in liquid brown from floor to three feet up. Turns out the patient's not impacted anymore. (laughs) Witnesses said he rode with his hands clamped to the rim, pushing up off the saddle or holding on to it to to avoid achieving orbit. It was hard to tell which. (laughs) The smarter ones were running away before the eruption commenced. (laughs) Everything in the room is dripping. High velocity (laughs) smash. Sorry. Yeah, this is where I started to lose it. I apologize. I'm going to have to sum up the rest of it and just not read. (laughs) Because I'm going to get sick. So everything in the room is just dripping. And it's liquid, unfortunately. Because after a blockage, apparently everything becomes liquid. Okay. Yep. The nurses caused this one, so we have reached an accord. I fetched buckets of hot water and disinfected it, and he stood in the door and just kind of tossed it in on to, to clean it all up. And the three Oof. nurses got in a whole lot of trouble since none of them had noted the chart. Did the patient <laughs> not notice that they were getting suppository after suppository? Like You would think, because I, I have to say, that's... That, that that's kind of a, a no-go zone for me. And if it's <laughs> if it has to happen, it's happening once and then nobody else is touching me again. So you would think that this patient would would at some point be like, What are you guys doing? But no, I don't think they were asleep. He just took I would hope. Well, no. Like, oh, I don't know. Bad I would hope up. not. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean Maybe it goes back to what we were saying, like, you know, we just think, you know, everybody, doctors, everybody, they know exactly what they're doing. They don't make mistakes. Clearly they do. And I almost threw up hearing about it. So, oh yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. So I was losing it because um, I had read that story and I I was snickering because I'm like, Jesse's going to get a kick out of this one. Mm -hmm. And then not, not 30 seconds later... I get a Facebook message from Michelle that you saw <laughs> that we're going to have to put on the Facebook group for everyone to see yeah. because I'm sitting, I left, I had to leave the office. I, I had to walk out of the office. I was dying. I was laughing so hard. I couldn't breathe. I'm like, no, I can't explain this one to the guys. I have to leave. And uh, yeah, I went to the bathroom and just, just died like couldn't breathe for probably 20 minutes so that was my do you think uh mm. do you think anybody can guess what was part of that meme <laughs> i think they should but uh <laughs> it's not ended everybody 
No, no pun intended. I told you. I told you it wasn't going to go away. <laughs> you brought it up earlier. I told you it wasn't going away right oh, away. Well, Michelle, yeah, it's she said again. like what? She sent like three or so. Oh, she sent so, some yeah. good ones. You'll have but, to yeah, put that was, one on. It was the one with the truck that I got. Oh, I know and the it one. Just, oh, yeah, I know you do. <laughs> so, yeah. Thank you, Michelle. Oh, you, so you gross. nearly killed me at work, and I loved every second of it. I, I was working in office when I read that, too. I mean, I, I work from home a lot, but I was... Luckily, there's not, like, a ton of... there. Well, earlier in the week, there was. All the corporate people were there, everybody. Yeah. So, I mean, I wouldn't have been playing surprise, surprise, I guess. But but I just, you know, I oh, I'm like, oh, there's a message, and I check it, and I'm like, press it, and I'm like, oh, I'm dying laughing so gross and then and then i don't know what happened with all the thumbs up emojis or whatever that popped up and then then we got i don't know what happened (laughs) michelle and i we we thought you were just sitting on your phone like that just it made it even better i was like she's laughing so hard she's just vibrating on the thumbs up button i was like panicking because i'm like i can't make this (laughs) stop what's happening here and by the time it ended i'm like what why are there so many thumbs up anyway so that was just we've discussed mean technology okay this is not a shock <laughs> really is it shouldn't be anyway yeah. no i was uh i was dying thankfully i had my earbuds in because when i'm working i usually put on some music to just to kind of keep focused because the vast majority of my job is just like mindless data entry mm-hmm. once you know the rules to follow you just you know them and so you just don't think so you put on music or a book or whatever just to keep you focused so that you can keep going. And uh, I was taking a few minutes to read something else because it was my break time and I just felt like taking my break. Whatever. So, yeah, Michelle had perfect timing. Perfect timing. My my issue would be I'd probably start snorting and laughing loud, but I wouldn't know it was that loud because my headphones would be on. It. Well, see, that's the whole why office I left. would know. <laughs> that's why i left the office i Good uh, idea. i saw that and mm. i started like choking and i locked my computer and walked away went outside and like i went straight from my office door to the because our wash car is like i don't know 30 40 feet away so i walked out of the trailer i work in into the wash car and i just like i was holding onto the counter laughing couldn't breathe i'm like so perfect well, we hope you guys will like it we'll post it for you in in the so, facebook group yeah um be prepared so it is perfect. it is like our theme so you know it's going to be a tad gross but it's funny so you can give it a try it's not gross unless you <clears throat> equate it to poop yourself it's not poop in the video no it's, it's not poop in the video but anyway you'll see. that'd be gross no. so it's in my head okay see <laughs> it is now <laughs> Oh my gosh. It will be for them now too. I apologize, kind of. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> if you didn't find it funny, you wouldn't still be listening. True, true enough. True story. Well, I guess right. uh, that that beautiful tale that you just said wraps <laughs> our show up. So 
if everyone can remember, if they want to get in on the contest and send in a story and then join us on the show, that would be fantastic. And if you don't want to, I mean, we really want your stories. We want to read them. We love them. So if you want to send them, that would be great. And if anyone gets a chance to rate or review, that would also be awesome because that will help us get more listeners, more stories, hence more rambling. So it's a, it's a win-win. All over the place. <laughs> hey, the the more stories we get, the less rambling we end up doing because we have to get through the stories. I guess but that's true. If you want to send them in, iwcctpodcast at gmail dot com is where you want them to go. And also reach out to us on Facebook at If Water Coolers Can Talk or at Instagram, IWCCT Podcast, and just help us keep the conversation going. That's also where we post the memes and stuff that we talk about online, cat pictures, all that fun stuff. Mm -hmm. So come out, help us keep the conversation going. It'll be fun. uh, Last week, I posted our website on there. At least it was a link where you can click to it. So if you want to click on that and you want to go to a different episode or something just straight from Facebook, you can do that too. So I would say it out loud, but it's a long, weird website. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) there's not much going on there, but you can pick and choose your, your episodes if you want to listen to one, which I'm sure you can on Spotify or whatnot, obviously, but, but it's an easy click there. So anyway, I guess, uh, I guess we'll see you around the water cooler next week. Absolutely. Stay hydrated, my friend. Hey. <laughs> <laughs>